from AfterBuzz TV, it's Ringside Pop. You know it don't stop. With clicks to the business of everything that's hot. Call it Ringside Pop. You know it don't stop. With the flicks to the business of everything that's hot. Welcome to Ringside Pop with Kia Species, Marty Elias, and Dale Rutledge. Howdy, howdy, howdy. It's time to get rowdy right here. On Ringside Pop, today we're discussing the UK indie scene and the effect that WWE has had on that movement. The scene in the UK caught fire about three or four years ago now, with the likes of ICW, Progress Wrestling, RevPro, and many more making their mark. Stateside, though, the scene was thrust into the limelight this past January via the WWE UK Tournament, a two-night special event live from Blackpool. I had the privilege of attending Rev Pro, the Kurt Angle versus Zack Sabre Jr., uh, the aforementioned WWE UK tournament, and most recently, Progress 50. And I gotta tell y'all, the hype is real. But what is it that makes the indie scene so special? Is it lightning in a bottle? And what has the WWE effect been since the advent of NXT and the network specials like the CWC and the Mae Young Classic coming up? Well, we have another amazing panel today uh, to debate all this and more, but a first. Who better to give us a first-hand look at the UK indie scene than the inaugural WWE UK champion and tournament winner, Tyler Bate, and his fellow UK competitor and tag team partner, Trent Seven. I sat down with these two at Progress 50 in Camden with UK's very own wrestling genius of the meme category, uh, Tom Anstey. And we talked life in wrestling 2017. Take a listen. So here we are, Progress Wrestling in Camden, Electric pro, Ballroom. Pro, progress. Progress. There we go. Progress Wrestling. So I'll work on it. <laughs> I'm here with Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. How's it going, guys? Very well. How are you, Tyler? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Really well, thanks. Good. I'm not I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually probably depressed. Did you, you lose? Yeah, I'm no longer... I've got no more belts. I've got nothing. He did just walk out and say, I'm looking for my belt, and he looked really sad. Yeah, you did views. look really disparaged there when we first saw you. I worried for a second you'd like, hit your head really hard. <laughs> I think I probably did. Yeah. I think it was probably Chris yeah, Brooks and a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it in my loins, guys. I felt it in my loins. Good. You can say balls on here. I felt it in my balls, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it right down deep in my purple hazy balls. <laughs> Well, glad we got that out in the beginning. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so how, how, are, how has life been? I mean, I, I got to see you guys. I came out here for the UK tournament, and it was fantastic. Um, and it's, it's been a crazy ride, I would have to imagine, for both of you. But, but what's the difference between, say, say, prior to January, and here we are six months later? Um, I'm rich now. <laughs> <laughs> he now votes Tory. <laughs> he now votes Tory. No, um, no, uh, not by any stretch of the imagination, but you know what, like, th there's no denying the fact that every single time we come to the progress shows or the, or the small independents, it, it just brings you straight back to, like, how much you actually love wrestling. Do you know what I mean? Some, some of it does get a little bit lost in, the, in like, the, the big arena shows, um, which doesn't take away from the actual experience, but when you're used to wrestling with fans on the side of the ring... <laughs> it's just the intimacy multiplies it by so much. Yeah. So that, that's what that's what we miss. And obviously, like going and doing like the SmackDown tours and like the NXT stuff. And, you know, and like, NXT is a little bit different. It's still a, a little bit more of an independent hardcore crowd. But the big arena tours, it's like it's loud and stuff. And everyone, it's, it's the most incredible experience we've ever had. But you do miss that little bit of intimacy. Yeah, like the the big arena shows, you kind of see pockets of people just scattered around the place. And it looks like they're making noise. You, you can see them jumping around and waving their hands. You can't actually hear anything. Hopefully, Jim. Yeah. I'm like, I hope they're cheering for me. <laughs> like to think that, um, like at somewhere like the Hydro, there's, there's probably a 50-meter gap between you and the back row. Right, uh-huh. So trying to understand that and portray it through to your wrestling style as well, rather than wrestling in a room with... You know, a thousand, you know, five hundred to a thousand people crammed in who can see, touch, feel everything. Trying to express professional wrestling to someone fifty meters away. Do you know what I mean? That's how you. That that's the that, that was the true thing that I you know that I the the, the best skill I you know I think we learned 
uh, from doing the uh, the bigger shows. You know what? I, I well, I, I met you. I think I met you both on the same day about three years ago. And I was saying to Dale earlier, when I met you, you didn't even have a beard. Either of you. No. Did you both have moustaches? Mm-hmm. It was about three years ago. I had a moustache. Yeah, I remember. I remember I've I met you and I, I was I remember, sixteen years old. I remember I met yeah. you and I was like, "Are you coming out afterwards?" And you were like, "I'm not old enough." <laughs> I was like, oh, you bastard! Why are you so talented? <laughs> I think, but like in three years, it, it's the progression has been unreal for you two. Of the beard, mm, yeah. Especially of the beard, the specifically, but in the, facial hair fashion. Yeah, facial hair, facial hair fashion, and uh, yeah, I'd yeah, say, um, it's like Christmas East time, 2013. I think it all started kicking off a bit more when Fight Club Pro was doing the whole collab stuff with Chikara. Yeah, and that was yeah, that was very important. Because well, you both but went uh, over to the US, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, we very gratefully uh, competed and won the Woo. Campionos de Peleas, uh, which, is, which is a fantastic honour. That was our first tag team titles, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was incredible. And King of Trios, maybe that was the one that really... Kind of lit it on fire. I the, think uh, so. You got it to face off with the Bullet Club. Oh, yeah, it was like, that was uh, the semi-final match of like mm-hmm. me, him and uh, Dan Maloney. And that was uh, AJ that was and AJ. the Bucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, the ultimate okay. Bullet Club, yeah. some would say. Almost <laughs> the Super Club. Yeah. yeah. The Super <laughs> Bullet Club. <laughs> You'd have added Pete Dunn to our side yeah. and Kenny Omega to the other side. That's but um, yeah. I mean, is it, is it kind of weird now because this crowd? I mean, you guys are are so heel-ish now here, and then you go to somewhere like Takeover Chicago, and the crowd couldn't be more into you. I mean, is that weird or is it kind of cool that you get to play both sides? I think it's good, man. Like. Um, but then, I I don't really change who I am. Yeah, that's mm. that's what's interesting. On about. When whether I'm in progress getting booed and people hate me, or whether I'm at NXT Chicago, like I'm still doing the exact same stuff that I would. Uh, with, the, it, with, with no matter where like you are. Either way, um, it's all just the that's intentions it. behind mm. what you're doing. That's yeah. all that matters, really. Yeah, um, and that's. So what's your biggest advice for Tom here who's uh, trying to get into wrestling in the ring now? Training and everything. It's terrifying, isn't it? Um, when are we having our match, Genuinely. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's backed away. He's oh. walked off. Oh, he's left the room. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, I think the two best tips I ever heard that anyone ever told me was learn everything, no matter whether you like doing it or not. Because at some point, you're going to wrestle someone down the line who does that. And you need to be able to know how it works. Whether you can actually do it or not, you should try and learn every single style of it. Whether it be lucha rolls and craziness or, you know I mean, or powerlifting, you know I mean, or, you know, deadlifting, things like that. Or technical wrestling. Just learn as much as you possibly can. Because at some yeah. point, someone's going to, tr- you know, you're going to get thrown in the ring with somebody who does that. And if you can't at least understand how they do it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The, the best piece of advice I've had was uh, not to take anybody's word for gospel. Yeah. Because there's no right or wrong way of how professional wrestling works. All that matters is whether the crowds like it. Like, people may give you advice, but it might not be completely relevant to, the, uh, to what you do when you mm. perform. So you kind of pick and choose... What advice is uh, most relevant to you? I will um, <laughs> probably be making a fool of myself in most of my matches. I think that's probably the line I'm going down. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the advice for making a fool of yourself in the ring? Um, I don't know if you've caught any of our recent stuff from OTT. I haven't, but I really want to go to OTT. You probably check that out. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> you know, sometimes, obviously, depending on which country, and, mm. uh, sorry, which, <coughs> which uh, company, you know, the level of freedom that we get is... Is, 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 it's incredible on the independence. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not, you don't get, you get that. more free license. Yeah, it's like we, get you know, free license. We, we, we know you. We, we know you can do it, obviously. So just go out there and do the best thing you can do. And we're like, yeah, right. I've got an idea. But <laughs> and, and that's a, what that's what happened tonight. <laughs> let's get an axe. But also, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it doesn't even have to be wrestling. Yeah. Like our last yeah. one at OTT, it was. Uh, Trent, Pete, and myself against Angel Cruz. Um, t- what was his wrestling name? Uh, be cool. Be cool. Be cool. And myself. So it was a, it was a six-man tag. Right. With five people in it. <laughs> how did that and work? I was on both. You were on both. Wait. And we. Did you manage a hot tag against yourself? 
wrong if you actually watch it because um, I now really have to see this because I'm intrigued about I'm just maybe like seeing the mess um, yeah there's, there's it's more of like numerous a, plays on it's more of a theatre uh-huh. yeah. like a play it was a play yeah, yeah. Well, it, with it, dialogue we can't, we can't, yeah we finished yeah there's a lot of dialogue in it and we've been really strong on that for you know for years for the last yeah. two years now like I've always tried to put like a bit of dialogue into my matches because mm. you know it's A it's different and B that's People are listening to everything that you say, so you might as well say something that means something. What's the uh, what's the schedule been like now that you're? Are you going to Orlando quite a bit for the two of you, or um, at the moment it's it's still a, very much a case of waiting and seeing. Okay, I see. Um, you know, very luckily we have um, you know a contract that allows us to obviously you know be WWE talent mm. and still you know help build the UK scene over here, which is, I mean, on every level of you know on every level of it, it's just. It, it's just such a positive. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we now we've got this WWE banner that we're allowed to, you know, bring around with us. Yeah. So that the, the gates are going up for the independent shows that we do. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, the crowds are getting hotter. Mm-hmm. You know, we're pretty cool, so wrestling's cool. <laughs> <laughs> the, wor- the world's but just like, finding well, out. No, you know, I don't know like how much I'm allowed to, t- to touch on this, but mm. I honestly believe that was my only ever goal. To make wrestling cool. Yeah, like... You know what I mean? Like all of my mates, when I told them that I was wrestling, oh, you know, you get the same old thing, don't you? But now they're turning up and, and I'm buying my T-shirts. Uh-huh. And, like, <laughs> and they're like, mate, that's the sickest thing I've ever seen in my life. How do you even do that? And I'm like, I don't really know, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. What? I've just realised that we've got both of you here and collectively you are um, Mustache Mountain. We are. Yeah. Um, I seem to remember, I think I was there the day you formed the team. And I seem to remember going, I think we're going to call ourselves Mustache Mountain. It seemed quite funny. And then it's now become like the biggest thing ever. Um, I'm sure. And also, is it true that you were going to climb into the ring like a, you were climbing a real mountain? Yeah, that was before, <laughs> I, before I did like the, the slow roll. It, I was going to have like, you know, the chalk bags. Oh, uh-huh. they have the back. Mm-hmm. So I was going to have the chalk bag and I'm like, oh, right, let's go. <laughs> and I was going to like assign all the thing and then do the mustache thing and that but that's great the slow roll just just stuck so yeah I mean for, for me I will say for, for WWE like I, I wasn't I'd read your guys' names on the internet before but I, I didn't have a chance to see either of you perform so for me it's been great and so many people that I talk to it allows us all to know you guys now so I mean it's it's been a great ride, even just in the past six months. Because oh, watching you guys, and then it opens me up to, you know, now I'm here and I'm yeah. seeing all these other guys. It's, yeah. it's really, really awesome for, for everybody, I feel, in the biz. You get to see us in every dimension. Yeah. Every dimension. Yeah. yeah. Like, if, if we're here or if we're at Rev Pro or at Fight Club Pro, like, you're going to see mm. a different, you know, different little aspect of our characters or whatever coming through. And like, as you said, like, it's, it's just the context of, where, you know, where you put it and where you place it. And, Wrestling's cool, man. It's just so much fun at the minute, and that's what you should do with everything. You know, just ride the crest of the wave and just keep keep trying as hard as you can. So, what's the next goal then? Um, what we got next? Um, I think it's probably a Raw debut, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Probably WrestleMania or something. Yeah, or just skip Raw completely. Yeah, <laughs> what if we were in Survivor Series? Well, that'd be good. That's pretty Ooh. strong style. Yeah. Oh, oh. that'd be Survivor good. Series, Quick, someone call the uh, British Strong Style and Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yes, We're strong style and trips. Does he like your uh, spit take, by the way? He loves it. He loves yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think he wants in. Yeah. <laughs> you Best guys made man. the spit take cool. Imagine yeah. Triple yeah, H exactly. on the indies. Yeah. That would be amazing. One would. day. One day. Triple H Fingers crossed. Gonna One day, somehow. On progress. <laughs> and we're going to do a quadruple water spit. <laughs> it's going to be the greatest day of anyone's life. Especially yeah. mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's awesome. So, so nothing else, is, as far as you know, for on the WWE side is booked for either of you. Um, no, that's it. Like when they need us, you know, they'll give us a call and we'll go out there. And obviously, it, was, it can only start to get slightly more regular. So. Yeah. Well, you've yeah. just done the uh, download shows. Yeah, we just did the NXT yeah. yep. tour as well. So that looked awesome. I, yeah, I, I, I was. Uh, I think I was watching Fozzy, and I looked up there and I was like. That's definitely Trent Seven. <laughs> so, so I, I messaged him like, "Are you at the side of the stage?" He just sent back a mustache emoji. <laughs> <laughs> How often yeah, do you use that cool. in your everyday life? I <laughs> feel like that's pretty, pretty cool. good. Um, yeah, download was a brilliant experience. Um, I, I mean, I think you know, if you follow it, you'll you'll have seen the posts on Instagram and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Last year, I was there, stood in the crowd, watching NXT and stuff like that. How surreal is that for you at this point? Well, it's, 
don't know, like, I just think it's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It's cool, isn't it? I wasn't there. No, you weren't. <laughs> I was living at large in Zante. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Manders okay? Have we, I heard he he's good. hurt himself yeah, or he's, possibly he's hurt good, himself. Yeah. Okay, he's good. a good blessing. Good, good. All right, awesome. Well, uh, where do, can people find you? Is, is Twitter, you guys more Instagram people? or what? Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm not as popular or famous as Tyler or Pete, but you can... Or me. Or you me, can sit, Or you. Um, <laughs> but you can I'm check joking, out my uh, Blue Tick Verified Twitter account, which is uh, <laughs> at uh, Trent7. Is it? Yeah, it's at Trent7, S-E-V-E-N. Um, and the Instagram handle is Trent7 with a 7 numerically at the end. Thanks for making that easy. Is Tyler my, my, underscore bait. My, my Twitter is at Tyler underscore bait. And my Instagram is at Tyler bait underscore 97. Are there a lot of fake Tyler bait out there? Did you have to Oh, my word. What <laughs> have you been enjoying the, have you been enjoying the cosplays? Or the, or the online cosplay? What's it called, an online cosplay? Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably got a name. Role, role plays. Role plays, yeah. Role yeah, they are. It's, it's incredible. People that have made, like, a whole group of us and they'll, <laughs> they'll talk to themselves as if they're us. Yeah, like, they'll log so into bizarre. my account. Oh, like responding to yeah, like they'll yeah, log they'll... into my account and tweet the, the fake Trent and then log into the fake Trent and then tweet back to the fake Tyler and yeah, it's ridiculous. Wow. You've made it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess that's, that means you've made it. You're doing it right. You're yeah, doing there's it like, right. There's like some, there's some full catfish accounts as well where it's like me and like pictures of my life <laughs> but it's not my name. It's just another name. And all of the stuff on there is just reposts. I can't remember what my name was. It was like Dustin Funnelworth or something. <laughs> oh, there's my, there's my ring name, sorted. Yeah. Justin Funnelworth. Chesley Mean Cake. <laughs> I can keep them coming. Uh, now someone has to name their kid that. I feel like you can't just waste that. So, well, thank you both for doing this. I really appreciate no, thank it. You. Thank you. And thank congrats you. to you both. Thank you very much. Thanks, so. Thanks. Thank you very much to Tyler Bate and Trent Seven and Tom Anstey. That was an awesome sit down at Progress. So as always, our in-studio kicks off with my co-hostess with the mostess. She's a multi-time champion and all-around amazing, awesome lady with good karma and a certain glow about her. <laughs> <laughs> she is Kia Stevens. I love how you. How long did it take for you to come oh, yeah, up that with was, that? That was some true plane joy. That though. was that six awesome. hours to think about that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Excited to hear what you got for me. Uh, yours isn't as jazzy. I'm sorry. We'll work on it. All right. You just got to come back more. She didn't get all that jazz the first go around. No. Uh, also joining us is a man who has officiated some of the most significant matches in WWE and Lucha Underground in his illustrious 20 year career. And oh yeah. He loves him some kiss. It's Marty Elias. How you guys doing? How's it this going? It's going to be cool. I'm doing, doing great, man. You're keeping that kiss army strong. You know it. <laughs> uh, and our guest today is no stranger to the UK wrestling ring. He uh, still holds the record for longest reigning Ring of Honor champion of all time. He is also the voice of the WWE UK tournament and now does commentary for WWE's network W. <laughs> There's so many letters here. <laughs> NXT, sorry. He's my very good friend, Nigel McGuinness. How's it going, Nigel? Very well, thank you. Good very to have well. you in here. Nice to be here, just up the street from where I live here in Los Angeles. I know. You used to skateboard in the Compadres. You just came by car today. I'm disappointed. Yeah, no, I'm slacking, getting old. Yeah, all the right. The knees aren't what they used to be. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're talking about the UK. We're talking about the indie scene. I feel like you're such a great person to speak to WWE's UK uh, venture, I guess mm. we could call it. Um, you know, one of the main reasons that I was, I was tempted to go to Blackpool, but when they announced that you were going to be there, I had to make sure I was there. Yeah, it sold was such a, yeah, it, it really sold me. I mean, ironically, that made me miss hearing you because <laughs> they didn't play it for the crowd. But to see the crowd welcome you in that way that they did was just such a warm. I, I teared up in that moment. It was yeah, just such a I've had a night. few people tell me the same thing. It was a special moment for me. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, I got a phone call on. Oh, I think it must have been like a Monday morning. Uh huh. Michael Cole saying they were. Interested. Oh, he called himself. Yeah, yeah, he nice. called me. Um, and then by Thursday, we talked with Triple H. We had a contract, and by Friday, it was all written, signed, sealed, and delivered. And I think the following Tuesday, I was in London, actually, at the um, 
press release. So it came out of nowhere. Jeez. Wow. And all of a sudden, my life's just gone. I mean, yeah. that's that's quick. Bullet. Uh huh. You just never know what's around the corner. You know. Yeah. That's the truth. Well, yeah. That whole saying with "never say never." I mean, that, that right there was a prime example, and and uh, of, of what that that comment is. I mean, never say never because you just never know. You yeah. never, never mm-hmm. know. Absolutely. But you have got to be open to it. I think you have got to right. be open to change and and. Then it's that manifesting, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you manifest the right things, the universe will give it back to Put you. Put it out there, and vice versa as well. So you're all about that manifestation. That's what I like about you. Positive mental attitude. Uh-huh. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we delve too far into uh, this topic, it is time for the UK edition of the news. Oh, what's going on in the UK? Like, you want to sit up straight up? You got to be proper. (laughs) We have official news now. That's what that song means. And I don't know what that song means. Jolly good? So, before we delve... Okay, so, Will Ospreay wants to move to Australia. So, he has had a string... He wants to help build the wrestling scene in Australia now. He is been notorious in the UK and and pretty much all over the internet entirely. But via Will's Instagram, I will quote for you. He says, I can't help but feel what I'm doing feels so right down here. I have literally had three of the best matches in my entire life in Australia. I've never been emotionally more emotionally connected with wrestling than I have been in the last few weeks, and I've had some real moments backstage with all the guys, and it's really touched my heart. Uh, This is no cheap pop, no hot air. I will have to put... New Japan and Ring of Honor as my priority, as that's my contract. But I want to help lead an army of Kiwis and Aussies so that they can have success like the British guys have had. Uh, They need a guy with eyes. That's what I'm here for. I carry the flag. I stand on the front line. Pretty pretty crazy. Now, it's interesting that he brings it up because I don't know anything about Australian wrestlers. (laughs) I I couldn't tell you. I mean, there is... Wrestling, yeah. I mean, I, I'm curious as to what part. I mean, because Australia is extremely large, yeah, especially, oh yeah, you know, yeah. as large as the United States. Yeah, and I, I've wrestled in Perth, and let me tell you something oh, about Oh, the other Perth. side. No, it is Perth is the last city on Earth. <laughs> it's the furthest you can go on the Earth before you start your way home again. <laughs> So I'm curious as to which side. Yeah, of I wonder. Is gonna I presumed start on. it was Melbourne and, yeah. and you know the other side, basically. Yeah, probably. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean something has really gotten gotten to him, and so it's it's pretty exciting. I know guys like uh, the Mighty Don't Kneel. I mean WWE mm-hmm. has hired yeah. plenty of guys from Australia. Yeah, yeah. Billy Kay, Peyton Royce. Yeah, and there's always been a great history of, of wrestling in Australia as well. Um, Jim Barnett used to run the very first World Championship Wrestling. In Australia in the 60s and 70s, Dominic DiMucci, a lot of those sort of old school guys huh. made a great living out there. Nick Bockwinkle, I think, spent some time out there as well. Okay. Did a lot of great money, really drew some good money in Australia in the 60s and 70s. But then, from what I understand, they changed the legality to where they had to pay more taxes on uh, the gate. And then after that, Jim Barnett stopped going. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. I mean, that's what has moved the movie industry from Hollywood yeah. to basically like Vancouver, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta. They call it Atlanta Yollywood now. Yollywood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but uh, Australia, like even back in the 80s, they had their own like famous Hogan that was wrestling. Uh, he was Paul Hogan and he wrestled crocodiles, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still. Still entertaining. Still entertaining. I'd pay for that. Uh, Second up, Adele treats young victims of the Greenfell Tower fire to a private screening of Despicable Me 3. Adele did? Adele did, yeah. Yeah, that that really, that fire, devastating. As as some people know, my house burned down twice in my youth, Mm -hmm. so that watching that really affected me. She went down there that night as it was still burning. Uh, to try to comfort those who, you know, were missing family members. I, I think I think that's that's wonderful that yeah. she could try to do something to um, nothing. Nothing can replace what happened. Exactly, there, just ease the pain of ease, going through ease, it. Take your mind off it for you. a couple. Distract yeah, you for but a you know hours. what's cool about that? It, it shows the human side of celebrity. You know, uh-huh. Yes, a lot of people have the misconception that if you're a celebrity, you're mightier than thou or whatever but showing compassion like that especially being 
who she is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it speaks volumes of who she is as a person without all that other stuff. You yeah. Know? So kudos Because she went down there with, yeah. without, like, um, a bodyguard team or nothing. She went down there and got in it with the people and, I mean, just in the nitty-gritty. Yeah, I, she bonded I, with people because she was there, a, there. During, dur- yeah, exactly. during the during the event. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely affected her and she felt felt a lot for it. So it's nice to see her just do something. Yeah. That's, like you're saying that's to your neat. point Marty, she didn't have to do any of that. Nope. She's yeah, young yeah. and she's hella popular. She could be very in her own head and be like, well, "Right. Whatever." And she's yeah. hella rich too. So. I am sure. So go she ahead is. and shell out uh, yeah. some Despicable Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she can rent a theater. Yeah. <laughs> um, this uh, next one is my favorite of the week. Uh, man jailed for ten years ten after years. he shoots his lover in the genitals. Oh wait, wait. What did the what did the genital what what did the genitals do? <laughs> Good question. Good question. Good question. What did uh, they do? A man has been jailed after he caused life-changing injuries to his female lover after bizarre sexual fantasy involving a shotgun. Wait, he shot. Okay, so went disastrously wrong. Ugh. The sexual fantasy was a loaded shotgun placed in the victim's vagina and mistakenly fired. In wrestling, they would what? say, "You fucked up. <laughs> you fucked up." That's- you fucked up. <laughs> how do you fuck up on fucking? Well, here, here's how it is. Here's how it is. Drugs and alcohol, of course, okay, have been consumed by both of them, oh. and Tess confirms the presence of cocaine in her system. There was also a closed uh, caption TV footage that shows the two of them buying spirits locally. So they were they were having their their evening. Um, the physical injuries sustained by the victim are profound and long lasting, uh, but the shotgun was discharged. Basically, directly into her, her vagina. Yeah, her JJ. Oh my! D- does God. she have kids? Didn't say in this article. Is she going to be able to have kids? That's. I mean, the fact that they keep they reference it quite a bit is like permanent injuries. Injury. And so, I mean, I I don't know. It could be, but it depends on what the trajectory of the bullet was. It could be like her kidneys, or I mean, guns aren't something. To, I mean, you don't. Yeah, play but sh- a well. shotgun is a shotgun. That stuff spreads what? out. Yeah, and all you know? the buckshot. Yeah, that's. Ugh. Like every period she has is gonna like period out buckshots. And is the fantasy like, is the fantasy really that it needs to be a loaded? Yeah, gun? why does it have to be loaded? Why couldn't it have been like salt, rock salt, or they salt were already loaded? They didn't need a loaded. Right? Shot. Exactly. <laughs> the what kind of penis you got? Your penis ain't loaded enough. You exactly. gotta get a shotgun. That's some that's some kinky shit right there. The um. See, so the best part of this story that I <laughs> I read was that the defendant said that he <laughs> said that he found the firearm in the toilet at a Weatherspoon's pub in Leeds oh, Station. Oh <laughs> God, that's so nasty! <laughs> so, it wasn't even his gun. Just like, oh look, I'm a a gun in the bathroom. I'll stick this in my girlfriend's. <laughs> so I, I don't like my private parts touching anything in a public bathroom. That's why, you know, I'm constantly yeah. with the, the guards, yeah. the toilet paper guards, or almost, usually I'm a squatter. I'm a yeah, squatter. Yeah, I could hover if it gets real. Yeah, yeah, I'll hover, yeah. To I'm it. a hoverer. But to count, I'm going to find a shotgun and put it up your punana. <clears throat> Let's have some fun. Nasty. Hey, ho. Nasty. Anyway, he's been served 10 years. So... That well, that's is. an accident, though, right? Though, right? Well, here the, his statement was: the lawyers said that he absolutely had no intent of harming her, but it, it being discharged was not a deliberate act. But he accepts the fact that he was in possession uh. of it when it went off, even though it was not deliberate. So apparently, that was enough to. to I don't know if he'll serve ten years, but he was. That's what they they gave him. So. Interesting news tidbit. Mm. Thanks, thanks, UK. You got some weird shit going on. Guns don't fuck people. People (laughs) with guns fuck people. So that was the news. Okay, so why are the indies so hot right now? So we were just talking about Australia and and it having a a good moment, you know, in the in the 70s. We said the law changed there. But so what has been going on lately uh, that has made the indies so hot for everyone? uh, As WWE. They, they've been maintaining, they've been keeping a very a good audience with the network and different ways to uh, watch the WWE. Mm. But what's making the indie so popular? Who are you asking? The whole panel? Yeah, everybody. I think it's because everyone has gotten really good with social media and the internet mm. and being able to promote your product locally and nationally 
and um, you know local guys really promoting themselves and taking chances and like doing like their own tours. Yeah, like I'm co- I'm coming to your county soon, and then gaining a following and actually thinking and creating little storylines that little podunk towns actually follow, like a weird wrestling Friday Night Lights. You know, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean. And so I think I think it has something. To do, like a mixture of that. So just kind of an easier accessibility overall and yeah. being able to find your favorite guy and, yeah. and wherever he, and they he keep, is. They, so you go back and you, he, the, he tells you where he or she tells you where they've been, who they face, you know, yeah. the story, you get into their storyline, you follow them, you come out, you seek and come out and follow them and, and next thing you know, you tell a friend and you tell a friend yeah. and so on and so on and so forth. It's like uh, my big fat Greek wrestling <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess before you had to rely on flyers to hear about yeah. shows and yeah. things like that. I mean, it's it's now you can just follow your favorite guy on on Twitter. Exactly. Right. I still see flyers uh, outside of uh, shows from time to time. In as NXT, well. there's all, my car always has something when I come right. in NXT. Exactly, but it's definitely I think the power of the internet and how it's changed everything in the mm-hmm. world now. How easily accessible it is, but also I think it's a whole generation of people that now have. I don't want to say superfluous income, but, you know, the economy has bounced back now around the world and there are people who are 18 to 30 years old who have enough money to be able to go out and and spend money on shows and to buy T-shirts. And they're far more invested now because guys like Colt Cabana, who they made that connection between, you know, fans that before we were always told, Keep yourselves up here. Don't be friends with fans, you know, mm. otherwise you're not going to be seen as a superstar. Mm. But I think with the internet and Cabana doing its podcast and then everything else, right. I think what he's really done is been able to connect to it so fans now understand that when they buy one of our T-shirts, that goes in our pocket. And on the independent right. scene, that's super, super important. Now, five or ten years ago, the average person who's, what, 22 now was 12 years old then, so mm. didn't have the money, more than likely, would just buy a WWE T-shirt because it's what they saw on TV. But right. now they have access online with YouTube. And, God, I, I was editing um, a show recently, well, actually, before I started with WWE, and it was about a couple of YouTube superstars. Mm. And they'd only ever shot stuff on YouTube, nothing right. else whatsoever, and they did a tour all around the UK and sold out theatres, like two, 3,000 people. Wow. Just from doing these shows on YouTube. So the world has changed categorically in terms of how people are accessing content, and it's the same with wrestling, and that's why WWE having a network is now so powerful and important for them. One of the things, you know, that I, I totally agree with those, but guys are their own brand now, whereas yes. before they were just independent contractors, indie guys, but now guys are their own brands. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the T-shirts, speaking of the DVDs and all that, so they're able to promote a product, whereas previously guys didn't have that opportunity to do that. I remember starting, you know, nobody had T-shirts, nobody had DVDs, nobody was able to promote themselves, so now everybody individually is a brand, and they're able to promote that brand in social media and, like you said, with all the other uh you know, media that is out there, I mean, it's endless. Of You can go out and promote your brand, and if you're a specific guy and people love you, then... You're going to do it. I mean, er, like, almost well. every wrestler has, like, an online store. Yep. I mean, even Amazing Kong has pro wrestling tees slash Kong if you wanted to go out and buy some T-shirts. <laughs> get, get them before they're sold out. <laughs> Marty Elias, Lucha Get them before they go back in the vaults. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that anime-looking one that you got. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Um, So, well, then, what what do we think? I mean, UK specifically, but uh, also the the CWC and and now the Mae Young Classic. I mean, WWE is snatching up all these, like, great indie names. I mean, even New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor have been feeling the WWE effect. Here's a list. Just in the last two years, here's a list of people that were indie darlings, air quotes, uh, and now WWE has them. Kenta, Prince, Devitt. Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, Anderson Gallo, Chris Hero, Roderick Strong, Noam Dar, Jack Gallagher, Rich Swan, The Mighty Don't Kneel, Nikki Storm, Austin Aries, Samoa Joe, Pete Dunne, uh, our guest from today, Trent Seven, Tyler Bate, Chris Hero again, Tommy N, <laughs> Bobby Fish, and now Kyle O'Reilly. I mean, and that's just left and right. They've been grabbing all these guys for these competitions or for NXT directly. So it begs the question, is WWE doing the indie scene a favor 
by kind of shining a light and having these things that, like, I wouldn't know any of these UK competitors if I hadn't have gone to this competition. Like, I'd read the name maybe Tyler Bate or, or Pete Dunn, but otherwise I had no idea who these guys were. And now I follow them on Instagram or I, I, I flew out to Progress to see them, them wrestle because they're not getting shown the WWE very much right now. So does it help them by shining a light or does it do a disservice to the scene by grabbing all the, you know, kind of the well, notorious guys? You know, WWE recognizes brands and mm. they invest in brands and they collect brands like, you know, we used to collect baseball cards. That's back a good way in the to look day. at it, yeah. And so if you have been on the indie scene and you have done well enough on social media and you have you know, create a brand, guess what? Come on over here. We got this thing called NXT uh-huh. and come and bring your brand over here too. And we're gonna we're gonna we we're gonna make nickel and dime the market to death. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that that's but that's, is that's so is that good though? For whom? Like for the fans for the, or for Well like I would think for the fans it's good because it gets exposure more. You get to see your guy more often unless they change him, which yeah. can also ruin your guy. We've seen plenty of that to go down. I think it's great. I mean, because I mean, if, even if they stayed for a while and then left, they still have that WWE rub on them. That's true. And so when they go somewhere else, their asking price is higher, and they can travel the world and, and reach more people because they have that WWE rub on them. I think it's great for everybody. Like I everybody, think it's a yeah. good thing that they that that like NXT is is going on. It's hot. Like I don't have the. The channel in uh, the WWE channel, the network. Just, yeah, the network. Yeah. I don't have I don't have it anymore. Even though they keep sending me emails, which is funny. You get your free month. It's funny because <laughs> for a while, for a while, like when it first came out, I saw an email that said WWE. I was like, they want me back. You know, <laughs> No, oh, that's an ad. No, they want your nine ninety nine. Is what they want. It's an ad. They want because I had it for like a month, and it was like we want you. The thing was like we want you back. I was like they want me back yet. <laughs> oh no, no, they want me back as a customer for their yeah. Their thing. That's yeah. awesome. It's okay. Oh my goodness. What's okay. <laughs> that? <laughs> I mean, I think it's a great thing, I'll be honest with you. I think it's good for everybody involved because it gives guys a chance to make a real decent living mm-hmm. and to go out there. NXT runs all these house shows all around uh, Florida and actually all around, the, all around the country. And Shawn Michaels, Triple H, a lot of these guys are giving them feedback weekly. Right. So it's a great mm-hmm. opportunity. But I think if you think of why the independents are so big now, it's probably that link as well to where when we see guys like AJ Styles on, or Kevin Owens on top of the card, we go, where did these people come from? That's when you go back to there, you know? And I mm-hmm. think it creates that link. That's true. And the thing is, too, guys now are up in their profile, and that's what WWE loves. You know, they want guys to have a profile, and they want guys to have a certain type of brand, like we said. Mm-hmm. And the profile is what they're after. And if they can actually give somebody a rub and start selling T-shirts or they bring them into NXT or do whatever, even when those people leave NXT, they still have that WWE rub, like you said, yeah. and it actually, go when they go back to their home indie show or, or base or whatever, those guys have that type of uh, um, visibility. But here's the other thing, is that when these guys are getting the rub, these guys actually have WWE behind them. What I mean by that is that they, they have that WWE shadow so to speak so right. people want to see that or get a feel of somebody who was there yeah so fans go well this guy was nxt this guy was that good case is sammy callahan sammy callahan i mean he's all over the place he had that nxt rub he went he's with lucha underground but at the same time he's a former nxt guy right yeah also i think as far as the indie scene is concerned when you see like the birth of a wrestler when they when you see them grow and you and you say you know what this dude is gonna go somewhere mm-hmm. and later you say I was one of the original people that said uh, he's gonna go somewhere yeah. I think that's also a thing now too that like I was a, an original fan of so and so like I'm proud to say I was an original fan of Justin Timberlake before it was cool. Like I, like I was a fan when he had a when he had the fro. Oh like, yeah, you know I was one of the people that petitioned the fro can't go. You know I was one of the original people that was a fan then. And so I think that's that's a that's actually a thing now too to be a fan of someone before they make it. Right, and and, and you kind of feel included like. 
I'll get them there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, a little bit. I, I, I totally see that. There's definitely guys that I feel... Chris Ridgway is a guy right now that is not being talked about as much as I feel like he should, but he's so big on the indie scene, like ICW area and stuff like that, but he's just got such... He has a lot of, of things that, that would work in the WWE. Um, so... What's the biggest difference between then the indies and WWE from a performer standpoint? Besides money, I would presume. But it, what, Wait, like, what's the question again? Say what's the biggest difference between like being an indie wrestler and being a WWE wrestler from a performer standpoint? Is it the environment, the work schedule, backstage politics? Like what? What all is is the the biggest differences that you would say between being on the indie scene and in WWE? It's hard for me to answer because I haven't been an independent wrestler for, God, 10 years now, right? Yeah, I'm sure so it's... it's changed considerably since then. I mean, when I was on the independents, even when I was working for Ring of Honor and I was a top guy there, you still couldn't make a living outside of, of what I was making in Japan mm. just from doing independent shows. Really? Yeah, you still couldn't. Now, with merchandise... People are making six figures, low six figures, but still six figures on I mean, the independence. Young thing. Bucks make so much product money. Right, mm. exactly. I, I know and a, lot, a lot of guys that do as well. Yeah. Um, but I think really perhaps, and as I said, I can't really speak from experience, but perhaps it's, it's more a question of support. At least from what I've seen in NXT, when they bring guys in, they invest in them. Yeah. If you take um, Alistair Black, for example, you know, when they had an idea for him and they've got behind him 100%, you know, Absolutely. they're not going to invest time and money in somebody and then just you know, kick them out the door. They know this is... And that's what I think is so smart about it. They're investing in the future. Mm-hmm. They make him look like a star. Yeah. I love, just from the way he, he enters the ring from like a, a, like a vampire kind of way. Like the, he just pops up. And there's, like, smoke behind him. It's, it's a very, very cool entrance. Yeah, just that alone makes him look like, what's this guy doing? And right. then he's got a lot of mystique to him, yep. for sure. I mean. Yeah, and the difference, too, is scheduling. I mean, you know, who you're working with. You know, because guys are able to go and work with guys who are, are elevated, whereas indies, they're working with each other. I mean, pretty much guys in the indies are working with guys who have the same experience. But when they get to the NXT, they get to WWE, they have this whole different, you know, uh, force uh, of, of people to be working with and the other thing too it's it, it's a whole different work rate and what i mean by that is nxt versus the indies you, you have a certain way to work tv and nxt and wwe whereas right. the indies you know sky's the limit you can go do spot fest circus Olay stuff yeah but I, I think that would be the major difference too and of course the money yeah i'm sure the money is always helpful yeah i mean trent seven uh, said at the top of the show like you know a lot of the things they get to be comedic in a lot of the indie places that they go because the indie guys say, What do you want to do? You know, like, great, go do it. We don't care. You know, just like be you because we like you. So that's why we brought you in for this show. Right. Uh, whereas I feel like, you know, WWE has different uh, prerequisites of what a character is. And they're, you well, know, again, they, they're establishing that brand. You know, beforehand, they'll, they'll get together and they'll have their meetings, their creative meetings, and then they pass on what they talked about in the creative meetings to the agents. And then the agents will get together with who's on the card and who they're responsible for, what, what matches they're responsible for, and say, this is a story that, that the creative meeting talked about, and this is a story we want to tell, and then they, you know, so on and so on yeah. and so forth. And working down. A lot more opinions involved. A lot more opinions <laughs> involved. Instead of saying, so-and-so, so-and-so's over, go figure it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the UK tournament was, was specifically was... Um, an interesting place. I think it's a good place for these guys to be because as they figure out what, what's going on with the show, um, these guys are allowed to go out and do progress or ICW or it seems like they're pretty open as long as it's not aired on, you know, I don't think they can go do Global Force or whatever, you know, but as long as it's not being aired, it seems like they are pretty much can run the gamut of whatever they want. And they take the belts with them. I mean, Pete Dunne brought the, I mean, his gimmick at progress right now is he brings out the WWE title and he like lifts it up into the air and you know and and then he, he's also the progress champ and he throws that on the ground and like steps on it as he <laughs> goes to show everyone the WWE title like it makes him a heel in the same moment of putting over the WWE I mean it's just like such an interesting <clears throat> crazy you would have never imagined that five years ago even right you would have never seen them years, even mentioned 15 years ago that had never happened for for sure not for sure not. I mean, they didn't, they would always, call, even in interviews, they would call, like, TNA, like, oh, when I was at that other place. You know, like, they wouldn't even, 
let them say the name. So it the was very. That must not be named. Yeah, it was like the Voldemort right. of wrestling. <laughs> so I don't know. It was just very interesting. But I digress. Any any indie stars? Um, maybe Nigel. This could be you or or for everybody. But if you have anyone that that uh, sticks out in your head that you're kind of surprised to see that they haven't signed already. Is there anybody that uh, you know? I mean, you know. I think Adam Cole is like a highly rumored person um, that that maybe is already signed and we just don't know. Who knows? But um, he's one of those big fish out there, I feel, right now. Will Ospreay is another one um, that comes to mind of people who WWE seems like they would be definitely interested in. Is there anybody that pops to mind for you, Nigel? Or, or no, it's the mind? usual suspects, you know, yeah. the guys that you'd expect. But nine times out of ten, if not ten times out of ten, it's because they are under contract somewhere else. So right, yeah. That's oh. just nature of the industry because ROH started doing more contracts right wasn't that kind of a yeah thing? they started doing them oh well I mean I had a contract strictly speaking back mm. in the day okay. um, but they weren't as extensive as they are now okay um, they certainly weren't for the money that they are now either I see know, it's a very different situation um, and that's one of the things that I think uh, Ring of Honor and a lot of the other smaller companies have to come to terms with is that they're going to have to try to compete on a money level, which they're never really ever going to be able to do. And so you can make an argument that that means the independent scene is always going to be a place to funnel people through, you mm-hmm. know. But also at the same time, if you look at a guy like Drew McIntyre, who right. had a run in WWE and then went back out into the independence all around the world and developed his style and his brands now come back stronger than ever. Oh, know? absolutely. Um, yeah. I like this version of him so much better. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I, I mean, they've, pretty much fulfilled my Christmas list like uh-huh. for a, a long time whenever I would do interviews um, people would ask who do you think is like um, un- under um, like uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for underutilized or, or uh, undervalued and there's a word I'm looking for and I can't think of it right now but anyhow, anyway um, and I would always say Mike Bennett and oh, I yeah. always say, Mike Bennett is going to make it to WWE. Uh-huh. That's who I want to go to WWE. He is underestimated. I'm telling you, this boy can work a broomstick. And <laughs> and now he's finally there. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> With the best theme song of all time, maybe. That, he's that, there! I haven't seen music. it yet. I just heard that he was there. You know, oh. I, I don't watch the I don't watch the project anymore. But I was like, yes! <laughs> you know what's cool about He's that? He's there is, now. Is the WWE has the uh, the guys you mentioned, you know, the Ospreys, all these guys. Yeah. But I know that for a fact that there's other guys, dark horses that they look at too, some guys who don't have a profile that's that high right now, but I know there's other guys who are peaking or, or they're doing something with another promotion and they're under contract that they go, hmm, let's keep an eye out for that kid. Yeah, I would think that they would kind of like to see people grow more, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. they don't necessarily have to pay you quite yet. You All can right. go do your own thing for a year or two, work it out, yeah. and then come to us. I mean, I, or, or there's the school of thought of, like, get them, and we don't have to unlearn them yeah. <laughs> as well. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, there's way. that thought. And there, sometimes <laughs> it's just timing. I do wish Cheerleader Melissa, Melissa Anderson, had went to WWE. I do wish mm. that had happened still can yeah you know she's she's still got it you know she can still move around she still got it they, wwe vince <laughs> listening triple h they picked Stephanie. up a lo- lot of ladies though in that may young classic i mean there's a lot of a lot of folks in there that they they picked up and i mean you got to do a little bit of uh yeah i called one of the uh the dark matches actually i think on the second night which was fantastic and just i was there for for both nights anyway yeah. just you know lucky enough to be able to stay and see it and I was in the back uh, listening over the headsets with uh, Lita and, and Jim Ross who were doing the commentary, and it was fantastic. So much talent, so much talent out there, you know. I mean, how it's how it's changed. It's funny. I was watching on the network, network plug. Um, there's a, it was a women's match at Survivor Series. I think it was Survivor Series 87. Wow. Okay. Maybe in the very first one, and it had the jumping bomb angels from Japan. Oh, yes. <gasps> they were doing stuff in 87 that guys were trying to do in like the late 90s that all Japan female scene in the late 80s the crush gals and and, um, it was amazing it really was fantastic and now we're seeing that with the evolution of the women's game in WWE Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. shout out to Toyota Manami I mean mean, her game back then was it's still tight now but like she was doing stuff back then that you guys are just now seeing now. Isn't that crazy that Japan sort of embraced the women's wrestling scene well before 
WWE did. I mean, it was it was in a in a culture that really separates men and women mm-hmm. so strongly. You would think Japan would be like one of the last people to hop on that, right? But they they were really. I strong mean, they for sold so out the Tokyo Dome. Crazy. West, you know, for you know the big egg deal, sold it out. Can you believe it? Women's, women's. So what what would be the next big? This may have to be our, our take home question, but what would be the the next big? Scenes they've they've done cruiserweights they've done women what what could a, a competition be that that you'd like to see WWE put together that could be something that is uh, a new story like yeah new, something new like, I I would like to see an intergender tag team deal okay like you know because now you got to think outside the box yeah and figure out how 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 are you going to pull this off without traumatizing some people with you know that have ideals of, you know... Like we talked about in the first yeah, episode. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, because um, there's some there's some badass chicks, I'm one of them, that could hold their own even if they had, if they, even if they were tagged in to face the male counterpart Absolutely. in a tag team, you know? and and But be serious. If you've watched um, Ayoko Hamada face a lot of the men, um, she, she held her own. She, she had a match, I forgot... Was it Red? She had a match with Red in TNA, and I mean, it was like one of the greatest matches I had ever seen. Really? Okay. So yeah, um, intergender tag team matches, and see, see what can, see what can grow from there. See, see what you can do. You never know. How would you feel about that, Nigel? Yeah, well, it's funny you bring that point up. I mean, I think if you look at a lot of the very best women competitors, a lot of them have had matches against men in the past. If you. Um, you look at the uh, women's champion NXT now, Asuka. Mm-hmm. She competed against Fit Finley, Minoru Suzuki, you know, a lot of those guys. And when I think back to a lot of the girls when I was competing, a lot of them did start cutting their teeth, having matches with uh, guys. So probably something to that. You know, I think there's something to be thought about when it comes to male and female violence, though. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. Right. How you can sort of purvey that in the right way in yes. a respectful way without sort of encouraging men to hit women exactly sex, it's, it's very precious so, yeah. Yeah. you know and, you know like Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan the world's cutest tag team <laughs> they had an awesome match with the Young Bucks at PWG a few years back and it was bloody but it was a kick ass match and Candice held her own it was great to your point you know they can get in there and do that uh, season two uh, last year with Lucha Underground, it was Pentagon versus uh, Erie uh, from Stardom and, and the other gals, mm-hmm. and they they whooped his ass. Mm-hmm. Storyline wise, they whooped his ass, and they and they went over, but they held their own, and they were able to get their stuff in, and Pentagon got his stuff in, but it made sense. It and made it, sense. It, it made sense, and it was. Different storytelling. Different, and people loved it, and they ate it up. And I'm getting goosebumps at it. <laughs> no, because it, it can be done if it's done the right if way. If it's done the right way. So, it, so it, it, you got to think about it, so it's a new thing. Yeah, I guess that's the risk. I mean, we've seen it a lot on the indies where you see a lot of the intergender, but there's less storyline for a lot of those things because you don't have that follow-through. I think exactly. in WWE, storyline is so important that you would need to tell it as a, a rhyme and a reason so it's not just a, a man hitting a woman. Absolutely. It's like... XYZ happened, so this equates to this being okay because it is definitely a, a still a PG audience. So, right, like you, I thought your point was real strong though on that first episode where we talked about it and you said, Well, you need to sit down with your kids and say, like, This is why this is different, mm-hmm. you know, this is why it's okay when this happens here, but not okay here, exactly. But yeah, so well, that's gonna have to take us home for uh, the panel today. Uh, we do have a drive through crew, uh, got to sit down with Jimmy Havoc and we didn't ever actually find a drive through unfortunately, but we drove through London, so that counts, I think. So here is my <laughs> drive through crew uh, with Jimmy Havoc. So, do you want to tell us about ripping a new asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Should we start there? <laughs> Uh, are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Uh, we're recording. Um, okay. uh, I'd, I'd rather wait until my brand is 100% okay before I start making oh. jokes to the public yeah. about it. <laughs> That's... Uh, but yes, uh, Bram took an unfortunate incident uh, last night landing on a chair which he had to go to hospital for. That's terrible. Several stitches on his ass cheek because he lost quite a large part of it. Oh my gosh. Yes. No, how... <laughs> Hello. I'm not sure what the follow-up question is about. Jimmy Havoc, everyone. Hello. <laughs> 
what did you take? I saw some some light bulb photos. No, that was some the death. That was that was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. That was that a tournament death. As well. CCW. Oh no, that wasn't too bad. To be honest. Really? Yeah, it was a bit stingy, but a bit stingy. I've, I've had worse. <laughs> the noise that those make alone horrifies me. Oh, it's brilliant. Me. I really enjoy it. It's quite therapeutic. How many death matches have you been in? I've no idea. How many matches have you been in that aren't death matches? <laughs> Seven. It's yeah, two, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is a death match? Uh, yeah, what qualifies it? Um, it's just a Hulk match, really, but you know, normal Hulk match, you might not have light tubes or fire or other forms of glass uh-huh. or barbed oh, wire. Okay. or A very extreme Hulk match. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds it. You put a... death before anything, it sounds. <laughs> yeah. It sounds yeah. impending, yeah. yeah. I was at a Lucha match uh, for Lucha Underground, and they, they had used one of those light tubes and oh, one yeah. flew into the crowd and just like skimmed a girl's head. She was like oh, seven. Whoa. Oh, God. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, she cried, if you can imagine. Yeah, I don't good. think it actually touched her, but, you know, she was horrified. She'll probably never use fluorescent lighting in her entire <laughs> life. <laughs> Several uh, Catholic uh, school children feel the same way, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Different reasons. But yeah. Didn't you um, once tell me a story where you accidentally hit Zack Sabre Jr.'s mum on the head with a frying pan? No, I did what? not. I feel like you did. You no. Up. <laughs> no, like... he, he, he's, he's listened to parts of the story and then made that story uh, no, up himself. Bring it back. Tell me the story. <laughs> the story remix. I was doing a hardcore match with uh, Zack Sabre Jr. at uh, this place called the Tap and Tin in Chatham, which is where we started at Hammerlock. And um, we used to shows there ourselves. And uh, Zach hit me so hard in the head with a frying pan that the handle broke, the frying pan then flew off into the crowd and hit my mum. Ah, it was oh close. Yeah. Wow. It was close. Yeah. Look at the right? She's okay now, so. Well. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> related or unrelated to the frying pan? Unrelated, totally. <laughs> Just raising Jim. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> I love Jim, really. I, I detest you, Tom. I don't know how we've been on a holiday several times together. Jimmy's gone on at least three holidays with me. It just keeps happening. I don't know what Where'd you go? Uh, where did we go? We went to Dallas, New York. New York. We went to Dallas. And we went to Orlando. Yes. And we had wonderful times at each one. Well. <laughs> so it's only New York. It's only America. We go to America together a lot. Yeah, yeah what's with that? So when are we going to go to like Ibiza or We're something? Yeah, you go clubbing. I'll book it. I'll yeah. get it booked. <laughs> you guys just know each other. If you do book it, I'm going to go. <laughs> you just know each other through wrestling? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. And, uh, <laughs> I'm also kind of a big deal. Well, uh, that I knew. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, you got Tom. my Twitter for It's only because you steal memes off other people. Oh, my God. That is so untrue. He, <laughs> does, he says this is to it? wind me up. So why am, I, why am I driving? What's the gimmick here? Well, really, we're supposed to go through a drive-thru, but we're tight on time, and I don't know where a drive-thru is. Do you oh, guys okay, know where no, drive-thru is? It's yeah. the drive-thru crew. Yeah. The drive-thru crew is what the segment oh, is just, called. We're having a drive-thru we're, Camden. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Drive-thru yeah. Camden. A drive-thru yeah. Camden. Yeah. Uh, you know, if there was a Nando's drive-thru, I feel like we would be That'd there. That'd be awesome. If there's yeah. Nando's oh, drive-thru, God. I would be rude. Uh, it would yeah. be very good. Yeah, I don't want any less awesome. What are popular drive-thrus in the London area, though? there are no popular Really? You get KFC or McDonald's, basically. That's it? They're your options. And how the fuck do you eat a KFC drive You can't, can you? Sure. You just get yeah, a bright, yeah, messy... Yeah. And not even their burger. You can't even hold a burger with no, it. No, because it all falls out. Yeah, yeah. It all falls out, yeah. Like, you get sort your shit out, KFC! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the chicken brands are available. <laughs> yeah. 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 But your steering wheel looks so shiny and new every time you go. Did you slip? It slips out your hands. Yeah. It's dangerous. You could kill people. But what's more important, eating a nice KFC sandwich or driving safely? Both. Driving safely, obviously. Oh, oh yeah, I guess that is true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, KFC, I have nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've chosen to drive. If you're American, I'm not worried that you were going to drive. Oh, no, I would never. Good. It would be horrible. Oh, yeah when, you said, yeah, when you said that about driving, I was like, no, you shouldn't drive. <laughs> yeah, this is. You're used to the other side of the yeah, road. You might, be, you might be able to cope outside of London, but driving straight off into London on the wrong side of the road. Would, I did yeah, that in America, didn't I? We hired a car in New York. Oh, God. My first yeah. experience in America. In New York, yeah, that was fun. Oh, wow. New York City Centre. It was a out. Although my favourite bit of that entire trip, or that that specific drive, it was, was the toll booth. Because oh. even though I was on the other side of the car, I saw in my head the toll booth was going to be on, on your side. my side of the car. Uh-huh. So I pulled over to the wrong side, then I couldn't reach from my side. So to get out of the car... But so he wound down the window and reached out to an imaginary box, which he started yeah. laughing at. And then he but just... I reached across, my friend was sitting in the front seat. It was all the way across there, and they couldn't work out why I couldn't put the money in. They looked at my left, so I was there. <laughs> And then couldn't reach that either. I never have a good toll experience, though. I've gotten out of the car to collect change off the ground because I don't have enough. I mean, there's lots of horrible... Yeah, in Florida, there's no... 
This is my job. Oh, How right. dare you? What's been the worst drive-through experience that you guys have had? Any any stories stand out? <laughs> I was in Atlanta a few weeks ago, and uh, the show finished quite late. So we've gone to the drive-through. We've pulled up at the uh, the uh, window to, to order. Mm-hmm. And there's me, two other wrestlers in the back, and the driver. Now we all wanted separate orders, so I've ordered mine of one order. Uh, the two guys in the back put theirs on one order. She went to order her own separate order, and they said, "No, sorry, you can only have two orders at once. The, the system will only cope with that." What? Okay. Uh, what, what do you want to do? You want us to come and pick the food up and drive around again? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> really? So we drive up to the window and we collect the food. And we were like, so why? what's this ordering system? You can only do two at once. Can't you just put it through as if another car's come through? And she goes, oh, no, no, the the, 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 assist, the, the computer, she won't let me do it, but the computer's broken, so I'm just writing it all down. Oh, jeez. Like, then why can't you just let us <laughs> So what you're saying she, she was, was like, lie. she was like, yeah, but that's the system won't let us. I said, you're writing it down. You are the system. Yeah. <laughs> Just write, draw a line under that one if it makes it better in your head, and then or give this lady her order. I actually came up with the character Jimmy Havoc a few years ago, and then he oh, started using it. So. Yeah, it was a few years um, after I started using it. Yeah, a few years after he started he using the character. I really, I think I brought out the the worst in him. <laughs> him knowing me is what really turned him to the dark side, and you know, led him on that surge. How would you describe Jimmy Havoc to people that don't know Jimmy Havoc? Uh, it's uh, me, as a human being, a real person turned down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> much angrier in real life. It's true. Jimmy's lovely, as long as you don't cross him. Oh. And I cross him quite a lot, okay. which is the problem. Not, not deliberately. Do you know what? As soon as I agree to doing this, you're off for while I'm fucking doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you called me a good... I must have been drunk. You called me a good point and I just agreed to it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's what happened. <laughs> But he's, oh, he's lovely, do. really. Don't tell anyone, but he is lovely when he wants to. Well, you to just be. told everyone. Don't, don't tell anyone. Yeah. No, 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 they're listening. It's like a big <laughs> Jimmy's Nice Club, but nobody knows. <laughs> except the people in the club. How does that work exactly? I don't know. <laughs> you got to know Tom has no idea what anything he just says. I mean, a cramp can find space. He starts space. a sentence, he doesn't quite know where he's going. Then he has to check the internet to see what the answer is. Yeah. See if anyone's liked his meme. Yeah, kind of how my jokes go, actually. Start the joke and hopefully it ends up funny. Not you wrestle in a lot of promotions did any of them feel like home specifically Pro, I think progress feels because you've been there since like, almost yeah, the beginning much, right yeah, yeah? The, the, I was at the first show but just incredibly drunk in the crowd <laughs> uh, you were at chapter 2 though weren't yeah, you yeah that was yeah. my first match for yeah 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 that's that's crazy did you think they'd hit 50 yeah because I was involved so <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be a success well played sir well played <laughs> are we still in Camden I'm very confused yes. where we are no, I'm kidnapping you all. Shit. I wouldn't know the difference, so... <laughs> yeah. that has you, will, you will when we get to the end. That has to for you, Jimmy. You've what been kidnapped? Jimmy has. Oh, I've been kid- yeah, I was kidnapped driver. by a taxi driver once. Uh-oh. Oh, uh, I, was, <laughs> I was at William Regal's stand-up show that he did over here, and I got incredibly drunk. The uh, promoter asked me if I wanted to meet William Regal. I said, yes, please. So uh, my first question was, hello, can I have a job, please? <laughs> uh, he said, yes, if you go to www.com forward slash recruit. <laughs> so I thought that was him strawing me so off quite nicely. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we then, I missed my last train, so I asked my friend if I could sleep on her sofa, and I paid for the taxi back to her, because she lived a lot closer than I did. We get to her place, and I said to the taxi driver, I'm just going to get out and get some cash. He said, uh, no, you aren't. You fucking cunts are all the same. You're going to rob me. What? I went, I went what? <laughs> Sorry. And he locked the doors and drove off. What? So I'm trying to bargain with him for I was like, I'm leaving her in the car, you can have my phone, I'm just gonna get cash out. No, no, you're all the same, you're all the same, locking the doors. Uh, I find the police and go, uh, hi, yeah, I'm being kidnapped. Oh no. <laughs> and uh they sort of I, I, from what I I was quite drunk, I vaguely think they weren't taking me too seriously. Uh <laughs> but eventually, like after talking to them for a bit, trying to put the phone through the glass partition to talked to the driver he wasn't having none of it uh. he stopped some traffic lights I looked at my friend and said I'm really sorry about this and I thought the best idea was to put my foot through the I thought it was like a plastic partition like, but it wasn't it was full on glass and it just shattered oh. as I smashed that at that point I thought well I've committed now so right. I, 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 I climbed through into the passenger seat to try and talk to him and he right because that's when you can be yeah reasonable. exactly be reasonable yeah. with him I, I thought well you know he's, he's seen how upset I am with this so I'll, I'll crawl through and, and sit next to him uh, as I sat there, he started driving off again. I thought, well, no, you're not. So I opened the door to get out, thinking that he'd then stop and try and chase me. Not what he did was drive off while I was doing onto the door. I almost ripped the door off his hinges and then drove off with my friend. So I get back on the phone to the police. I go, oh, hi, yeah, I was on the phone to you about being kidnapped by a taxi driver. I've escaped now. <laughs> uh, but my friend is still being kidnapped. 
Anyway, about 10 minutes later, I get a phone call from her saying uh, they're at a police station, need to get there now, otherwise they're going to find me and arrest me. So I had to go down and pay about £400 for the privilege of being kidnapped. Wow. That's insane. Uh, That's what they said, the glass? Yeah, yeah, and the door. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Things happen to Jimmy. Well, you'll carry okay. cash from now on. Now, so. <laughs> no, no, I still don't. <laughs> Is there any desire to move on to the... I mean, they've gathered so many of your UK buddies for the no, UK see what, this is working out in my favour, I think, because if they take everyone else, there's no one left but me. <laughs> so <laughs> everyone super... has to use me, yeah. But then you can't wrestle anyone, just be you. <laughs> no, I've always wanted to do it. I've always wanted to do me versus me in a death match. <laughs> Come on, Jimmy, I've been training. You can wrestle me Was it just week. me throwing myself through various items that were somehow strewn across that. the ring? <laughs> that sounds pretty entertaining. I'd pay for that. Yeah, I'd pay for that. Chapter 55. Jimmy versus Jimmy. Big props to Jimmy Havoc, Kevin Pike, Tom Anstey, the whole drive-through crew, and our lovely in-studio guests today, of course, Kia Stevens, Marty Elias, Nigel McGinnis. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at Ringside Pop, on Instagram at Ringside underscore pop, and on Twitter at Ringside Pop. And we will see you guys next a week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Dale Rutledge, and Stephen Lemieux, managing producer for AfterBuzz Wrestling, Mark Donica, and the entire Ringside Pop staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow the show on Twitter at Ringside Pop. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!